and welcome back to Chapel Chats. I am your host and chaplain, the Reverend Dr. Hannah Adams Ingram. If you're joining us for the first time, whether you're new to the FC community or just new to the podcast, we're glad you're here. Please feel free to check out any of last year's episodes and stay tuned for more fun and reflection this year. We're coming at you with a special summer episode on an important topic that is truly consuming many of our conversations across society. The COVID-19 vaccinations and our next steps in the long pandemic journey. Beloveds, I know we are tired. I know we all want things to go back to normal, but the Delta variant is on the rise in the U.S., and we have to talk about this before we all get back together this fall. In this short episode today, I'm going to chat with Rachel Crabtree, a third-year student at Butler University, who has been working in the realm of vaccine hesitancy through an internship this summer with the Interfaith Youth Corps. She shares with me a bit about why people are hesitant to get the vaccine and where to find out more information. After our conversation, I will close us out with some final encouragement as your friendly, concerned chaplain who cares for this community. Without further ado, Wherever this episode finds you in life's journey, you are welcome in our Chapel Chats. Hello, Rachel. Hi. It is so good to have you here. Um, How about we start by you telling us who you are? Okay, yeah. So my name is Rachel Crabtree, and I am a third year student now at Butler University, and I study health science with a minor in biology and chemistry. Awesome. And I have invited you to chat with me today because of your summer internship. So can you tell us what your internship is? Yeah, um, it's really exciting. This summer, I've been getting to work with the IFYC, which stands for the Interfaith Youth Corps and our diversity center here on Butler. Um, So we do work to increase and improve interfaith cooperation with society um, and bridge the differences between like different religions and find common values and what they're able to bring to the workplace or to school or really any position in society because we think that's really important. Um, This specific internship that we're doing this summer is called the Interfaith Youth Council and Vaccine Hesitancy. So we're really focused, uh, especially like after the pandemic and everything that's happened, we're really focused on trying to combat vaccine hesitancy and get more people to take the COVID vaccines. And we also have emphasis on improving access for those with marginalized communities that are having trouble getting the resources they need. And along with the marginalized communities, we also are emphasizing different religious communities between people. That sounds both intriguing and exhausting (laughs) and 
responsive to the time that we're in, um, in an exciting way, but I'm sure that has had its challenges. Um, so let me start by asking you, what have you learned about vaccine hesitancy in your summer so far? So especially in the classes that I'm taking with health sciences, it's definitely more complicated to try to work on it out in the public when you're actually not sitting in a classroom and trying to do it by yourself, especially. Um, there are a lot of reasons why a person might be cautious to vaccines. The big one I think most people think of in the first place is like social media with misinformation. But there are also a group of anti-vaxxers that actually have real concern for their children and worry about what they're doing and putting in their bodies to make sure that they're gonna be healthy or not cause harm to them. Also with specific regards to these COVID vaccines, I would say a couple common themes that have been popping up are fertility and pregnancy and the time that it took to develop the vaccines has definitely caused a lot of people to be wary of the situation. So I do know those are concerns that have come up for college students too, right? Oh, yeah. I'm sure all ages, but I know that that's some of what we're hearing from um, students. So how you, you are a college student, <laughs> so this is not foreign to you. How would you respond um, to other students who are bringing these concerns to you? I think the big thing for college students along with these concerns is also the thought that we're young and we're pretty able-bodied, um, but that's not always the case, especially with a virus that we don't really know. Um, I feel like a lot of people potentially can be more concerned with the vaccine than the actual virus. Um, so I would recommend just reminding people that along with protecting themselves, just because you don't know how the virus is going to react in your specific body, um, to think of other people. Because other people around you, although they might look able-bodied or not, depending on who you're with, they might not be. They might have like invisible disabilities or physical ailments. Some people you come in contact with might have never been able to take a vaccine in their life just because their body can't handle it. So they have less protection than most people. So I would really think about more out of yourself rather than just like your own internal things. I think that's great advice. Um, I, you are spot on, I think, with the, uh, the insight that it's easy when you're young to think um, that you're fine and you'll be fine. And a lot of people will be and some people won't be. So it's a good reminder um, to broaden that scope of who are you trying to take care of um, or who, who counts as someone that you are concerned about. Uh, you had mentioned some misunderstandings about fertility, pregnancy, um, or even how quickly the vaccine was made. Do you either have any insight about those or a place we could find out more information if those are concerns for us? 
Yes. So I do get probably more information than the average person just because of the major I'm in. But there are a lot of resources online that I can share because I don't feel like I have the jurisdiction as someone that's still in their undergrad. Uh, I would say definitely like the who is a great resource. And then there are always a bunch of videos. One of my favorites is from uh, Mayo Clinic on YouTube. They definitely have a lot of physicians and researchers that are really able to explain it in like layman's terms that I think are great for people to utilize. So we will drop some links to resources in the episode notes, everyone. So if you do want to follow through with um, just finding out some answers to those questions you might have, we will share those with you. So Rachel, I was really fascinated that this is not just a health internship, it's with the Interfaith Youth Corps. So there's some tie-in to, um, like you said, diversity of communities, um, some faith, religious uh, connections. So what do you think is that connection for people? For me personally, I am religious. So I think it's very important to realize that currently there is like a bridge between or a gap between religion and science. And I just like reminding people that there isn't because religion and science can definitely work together. Like it's totally capable. There are a lot of religious leaders around the world that have contributed to science and any religion. So I think it's important to work in that, which is why I really like what the IFYC does in the first place. So I was pulled in alone just from that. Um, and then when they talked about like the health aspect, I was like, yeah, this would be perfect to be in. Um, but yeah, that's the big reason. Um, but a, is there anything that you see as the head of like religious life at your school? You had to turn it back to me. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, I think everything you said, I think that our identities matter and our communities matter. I think we listen to the people that are closest to us. And so sometimes our faith communities um, have a lot of influence over uh, our decisions we make and how we decide what's best. Um, I think my faith was connected to uh, wanting to do whatever I could to protect myself and others um, from a community health standpoint. Um, my own faith being in the Christian tradition, that love for yourself and others are intricately tied, um, that you can't take those away from each other. Uh, and there's a lot of research that says that, um, that faith communities can boost each other's um, vaccination participation. We've seen that where uh, different faith communities are, um, they've had vaccination programs in their um, places of worship. So it's been fun to watch that and fun to see IFYC get involved in that research as well um, to try to help any way we can. So thank you for sharing that with us. Um, I assume you might know where we can point people if they are interested in going ahead and thinking about getting the vaccine. What website might they go to or 
Yes. Um, if you are in the Indiana area, obviously the Indiana or INDACA website can definitely hook you up with some vaccine places to go to. There are also some libraries I've heard of that provide free transportation. Um, those are the first two that come to mind. Obviously, I can share some links to some more resources. That sounds great. So yes, everyone, we will include links in the episode notes to more information, the information about how to get the vaccine. Um, and as always, you can reach out to me to talk more about how to make hard decisions because we understand that these are big decisions that some of us are making for the first time about our health and our bodies. Um, it's okay to not know what you want to do. It's okay to think you know and change your mind. And it's okay to talk this out with people. So thank you for joining us, Rachel. Thank you for having me. Okay, community. I think there's a lot that goes into the conversation about how to keep our community safe. We have a complicated mix of personal responsibility and collective care for one another. We have some people who were vaccinated early, some who have sought out a vaccination only recently, some who are hesitant, some who do not want to get vaccinated, and some who cannot get vaccinated. All of these people matter to us. We want everyone to be as safe as reasonably possible. So I do want to touch on some of the reasons why we're hearing that people don't want to get vaccinated who aren't already vaccinated. Some are hesitant because of concerns about the vaccine. Again, if you have concerns about the vaccine, we have posted links in the description notes that will lead you to more information. We don't want you to make decisions you don't think through. We would love for you to do your research. Just make sure you are getting your information from medical professionals rather than relying on things you may have heard or seen from non-experts online or in your life. This is part of what it means to be a liberal arts student. You have to learn how to analyze sources and make decisions based on evidence and research. Some of you are facing tensions with family and friends about what receiving the vaccine means about you, about what you believe, maybe about what your family thinks and believes. For many of you, whether or not to receive the vaccination is the first medical decision you have needed to make for yourself as an adult. We know this is something that students go through when they come to college, making health decisions for their own selves in regards to their own bodies about how to be safe and protected in this world. If this decision is causing personal or family or relationship stress for you, 
I encourage you to reach out to me or someone else you trust to be a sounding board as you weigh your options. We at Franklin College want to be here for you, but you have to let us know if you need support. So reach out to me or reach out to the Student Development Office or Dean Jones. Reach out to someone if you need support making these decisions. And there are some in our community who are just not going to be able to receive the vaccine based on health conditions they have had in the past or have now. Because of this, I urge us not to make judgments or assumptions about someone's context if and when we find out that they are not vaccinated. There are medical, religious, and other reasons why someone might not get the vaccine. And then there are some people who will receive the vaccine and yet, because of health conditions, may receive less protection from the vaccine. So what we can do, knowing all of this, is encourage vaccinations among those who have the option to do so in order to increase the protection level of our entire community. We have learned this year that our individual choices impact the community. And while that can be scary sometimes, that we are not always in control of what comes after we make a decision because other people's decisions matter too, it also means we have the potential to make a positive impact by the decisions we make. Our decisions have an impact. Sometimes that impact can be negative on the community and sometimes that impact can be positive. What can we do, those of us with the option, what can we do to protect those around us and ourselves? There's one other thing I wanna to touch on before closing this episode. It's easy to think that integrity means making a decision and sticking to it. This vaccination conversation has been happening since, ooh, last winter. And some of us made decisions back then that maybe the vaccination process felt too quick, or maybe we wanted to wait to see um, what happened when people got vaccinated. There were lots of us that made decisions early on that may or may not be the decisions we want to, to keep hold of. Sometimes when people act differently than they were acting before, we unfairly assume it's because they're flip-flopping or being hypocritical. But what we know in the world of higher education is that growth and learning require us to be open humble and flexible. We test theories and we change hypotheses because this is how we learn and grow. This is a hallmark of science and medicine and it's a hallmark of human development as well. When we learn new information, it should affect our thoughts on the topic. So please hear in this an encouragement that one, it's okay to change your mind. 
too. It's okay to celebrate when others do decide to get the vaccination, even if they didn't before. It's okay to decide you're going to get the vaccination after school has started when you get here and you have better access to the vaccination. We are here to figure this out together and to support you as you make these decisions. While I know we are all tired of having a fir- of not having a firm plan and return to normal, I urge us to remember that in this case, the changing plans, <laughs> decisions that seem like they change, that reflects a spirit of learning and growth for our campus, in addition to care for the community. Let us then be patient, diligent, and open, even when we are exhausted by the persistence of this challenge. So with that, dear ones, I wish you a safe and restful next few weeks before we begin the school year. It will be oh so good to see you again whenever that